Welcome to the Link Messages podcast. We're so excited you chose to spend your time chasing after Jesus with us. The Link is Christian Life Cathedral's gathering of college students and young adults. You can join us in person on Thursday nights at 7.30 at the CLC Student Center in Fayetteville, Arkansas. On this week's podcast, expect to find a thought-provoking message from our service on Thursday night. How many of you have had a friend who has had your back no matter what? Yeah? How, are they in this room right now? Uh, okay. <laughs> Everybody's like, whoa, no. They are not in this room. It is not the person I'm standing next to or sitting next to. Uh, let me tell you about that person for me when I, was, uh, when I was growing up. His name was Daniel Wood. Isn't that just like a strong name? Daniel Wood. Uh, I first met him when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, something like that. We were in the same Sunday school class, and we hit it off, obviously because my name is Danny. Originally, you know, my birth certificate says Daniel. Guess what our youth pastor's name was? Dan. Y'all were close. Y'all were close. So there was Dan, Danny, and Daniel. And our first youth group retreat we went on, all three of us stayed in the same room, and we called it the Triple Dan Room of Power. <laughs> triple Dan Room of Power. How, isn't that incredible? Somebody said no. Wow. So that's where it all started. That's where the friendship started. Triple Dan Room of Power. Okay, and we were inseparable after that. We were in youth group together all through high school, and then, uh, y'all know I'm originally from Colorado, right? He and I both came out here for school. Like, we came together. We both went to JBU, and uh, we, we weren't roommates, but we were close. You know, we wanted to, like, meet new people, but still be able to say, what's up? So Daniel Wood and I came out here to college together. In my freshman year, y'all remember freshman year? Y'all remember how awkward you were freshman year? Y'all remember the, the weird relationships that you were trying to, trying, to, trying to find, like the friendships you were trying to find, like, is this my friend group that I want to be in? Or like, is, is that not the friend group I want to be in? Are these the people I want to spend the rest of my life with? Like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not ready for that kind of commitment. Daniel Wood and I were, were trying to find our friend group. And there was a group of people one Easter weekend who said, hey, we're going to go canoe the mulberry. Anybody down, been down to Mulberry River? Yeah. Yeah, a little, little near Mulberry, Arkansas. Uh, here's the thing. I was canoeing for the very first time myself. I'd never been canoeing before. The people that I was with stuck me with, I'm not even going to say her name, God bless her, with a young lady who had also never canoed but was terrified of everything that was happening. So, like, other canoes had, like, one expert or two experts or people who have been canoeing before. Not this boat, okay? And, uh, y'all, look at this. Look what I got. Y'all ready for this? So, we were... Yeah, sorry, Austin, I was, I was coming back, don't worry. Austin's like trying to follow me with the camera. So we were in the canoe, and at this time of the year, there were a few points in which the water 
Like, it wasn't like whitewater, but it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was, there was a little bit of like, meh. She was terrified. Oh, you need, you need that one more time? She was terrified of any time where the river got a little rough. And so instead of paddling, she would go, ah! and she would freak out, throw her body around. You know how many times we fell in the water? So many times. But, but Daniel Wood, my buddy, is in one of the other boats just chilling. Him and the guy, they didn't fall in the water once. Anytime there was a of white water, we were in. Okay, we were in the river. I was so tired. I was so wet. I was so cold. I wanted to use the paddle to, you know, do something different. I didn't, okay. I didn't. But one last little bit of white water. And we're going through. And we fall again. This time, I couldn't tell you what happened. I couldn't remember. All I remember, this was gone. Who knows where that went? And I wake up like this in the river. <laughs> One of my shoes was gone. I had no idea what had just happened. I just start vomiting. <laughs> Whoa, this story took a turn. I just start getting sick. Like, I have no idea what happened. I think I got like a major concussion or something like that. Ask somebody else. I wasn't there. Uh, but here comes, guess who? Daniel Wood. Somebody said Jesus. I mean, in that moment for me, yeah, it felt like Jesus. Let me paint this picture. Y'all ever seen uh, a dude who's in the Marines who was like born to be in the Marines? Like, like he just got the broad shoulders. He's got all the muscles on muscles. That's Daniel Wood, okay? And somebody said Austin. <laughs> Austin. <laughs> yeah, except, except it was like taller and even more muscular Austin. Daniel Wood basically throws this girl out of the canoe. I'm, she was already out of the canoe. He put her in his canoe, and he came into mine. And I'm just sitting in the front of my canoe like this. It starts raining. It's freezing cold. I'm like in shock. I'm just like shivering, and I don't know what's going on. Daniel Wood is in the back of my canoe just just getting us down the river. It was incredible. Y'all, Daniel Wood was that friend for me. Anybody have one of those friends? Daniel Wood was that friend for me. Uh, he, I have so many stories with Daniel Wood, but thankfully he really only had to save me that one time. But good friends, y'all, good friends are some of the greatest gifts in our lives. They make fun situations a blast. And they can even make bad situations better. Sometimes they can maybe save your life. Who knows? But you were created for friendship and for relationship with the people in your world. 
because God designed it that way. So let me give you my bottom line before we go any further. The bottom line is this. God wants us to make space for each other. God wants us to make space for each other. And I know, okay, I know that last week Pastor Sam said that every good preacher has three points. And y'all know from experience, I don't always have three points. Sometimes I don't do points. But because Pastor Sam threw some shade last week, I've got three points tonight. So the first point is you're not made to be alone. You're not made to be alone. God created us to live in community and have relationship with one another. Here's a passage of scripture that I want you to see from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. You've probably heard it before. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Hence, me in the canoe. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? So we begin to see a theme here, that two are better than one. The people in our lives can pick us up and help move us forward when we need them. But what's the why? What is the why? Is it to just be in community just because? Is it to be with people just in case you fall down? Is it to be with people just in case you get cold at night? Like, what, what's the why here? So number two, I want you to see this. We, number two, follow God's example. Just like Sam did last week, let's go back into the creation story from the very beginning to refresh our memory. In uh, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 23, it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. And you'll notice a, a, a pattern through all of the creation narrative, a pattern in which God creates and he calls it good. But in this instant, when he was creating mankind, God created man, but he didn't call just man good. He wasn't finished. He didn't just create man. He had to complete the creation that day. He needed to create someone for the man to be in community with. So many times when we hear this passage, I know that it is preached in the context of marriage. It's preached in the context of, of finding your spouse, finding the one. And marriage is important, and I'm not denying that. But 
this was the beginning. This was the process of friendship. This was the beginning of community. This relationship, if, we're, if we look at the story, produced the first conflict. This relationship produced heartbreak. This community produced blaming and pointing fingers and you said and you did because that's relationship, right? That's community, right? It's not all perfection. It's not all butterflies and rainbows. But still, we need each other. Not only does God want us to make space to live in community, not only did he create us to be in community, but he lives in community too. You may remember that a part of the creation story is when God says, let us make man in our image. That's because God the Father lives in constant community and relationship with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you a fun fact about that passage right there? The let us make man in our image. When I was in high school, that was the first passage of scripture that somebody used to try to convince me that aliens were in the Bible. Listen, I'm not judging anybody who's ever smoked marijuana, but this kid was high out of his mind. When he looks at me, I'm not kidding. When I, this is what he sounded like. Yo, Danny. Hey, uh. <laughs> You're like a Christian, right? I was like, yeah. He said, you know aliens are in the Bible? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He said, you know in the beginning, in the in in the in the is where it says we create in our image. Who do you think the our is? Aliens. Please don't quote me on that. That is that is a quote from someone else. Uh, but that's uh, that's how I first learned about aliens. Uh, so this verse, it, it might be hard for us to understand, but he's three in one. He lives in perfect relationship. And if God makes space for community, if he makes space for relationship, then we should too. Again, the bottom line is God wants us to make space for one another. So number one was you're not made to be alone. Number two is follow God's example. And finally, number three, know the gospel. Know the gospel. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 32 through 35, this is a picture of the community of believers in the early church. This is how they lived. This is how they interacted with one another. It says this in verse 32, all the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything that they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. Scripture paints a beautiful picture of what it was like for that early church as they lived in community, 
the early church that heard the words of Jesus, that were taught by the apostles, and truly lived out the gospels. Ben, y'all can start to come back up. Is it okay if I say something spicy right now? Hot sauce. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, okay, I'm going to say something spicy. How many, of you, how many of you know the gospel? I'm not looking for a show of hands. I'm not, I'm not, it's okay. I mean, you can if you want to. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to come up and say it unless, I'm just kidding. Um, what's the gospel? What is the gospel? Can you, in, in your mind right now, because I'm not going to embarrass you, I'm not going to put you on the spot, I'm not going to hold the microphone to you, but can you tell me what the gospel is? And then let me ask you a question. If the gospel of Jesus Christ has only impacted you in here and not out here, I don't know if you know the gospel. If you tell me you know the gospel, but it's only impacted you in here and it hasn't impacted you out here, then I don't know if you know the gospel. If all you are concerned about is inward transformation, if all you are concerned about is your head knowledge and what's going on in your heart and you don't care what's being produced from your hands, I don't know if you know the gospel. This third point is the most important point that I can tell you about community. Do you know the gospel? Can you imagine the people in this room living the way that that early church lived in community? Like, can you imagine having a need in your life and sharing it, and it's met by the people here in this room? That's how we should be living. The people that approach us, knowing that we're believers, should be able to trust that we will take care of them if there is a need. What would happen if every person said, we are going to live so generously that not even one person in this room will go in need? That's what it looks like to be in relationship God's way is by living out the gospel. I went to college at JBU like I told y'all. I didn't have family. I drove 10 and a half hours from my parents' house in Colorado, and I, I lived in a dorm with a bunch of dudes. Now, that was fun, and there was community there, but it wasn't super deep. There wasn't family. But one day I was in a class, I don't even remember what class it was, it was a math or a science or, you know, just one of those electives that you just need to get out of the way. And there was a guy sitting behind me, his name was Clint. And Clint and I started talking and he was super nice. He found out that I was from out of town and he would begin to ask me uh, to come and hang out with his family on the weekends. He asked me to come have dinner uh, or have lunch, and, and so I'd go and I'd, I'd have lunch with him like once a month on a, on a Sunday after church. And then eventually he was like, hey, like invite somebody with you this time. And so I would bring a friend and we would have dinner with his family. And then they would begin to say, who else needs to come? Who else needs a meal? Who else needs to come to our house? 
And by the end of the semester, there were so many of us packed into this family's house, eating what they called haystacks, and it was delicious and it was fun, and we had nothing to give, or so we thought. They gave from their resources. They gave in their space. They gave what they had, and they filled our needs. And in return, what we were doing for them, and we didn't even realize it, but we were providing community. We were providing laughter for their house. We were providing memories for them to share with their family and with their friends. But that family right there showed me just a small, simple example of what living in gospel community is. Something so simple. What's something so simple that you can do that can impact the people around you? Has the gospel just transformed the inside of you? Or has it had an impact on your friends and your community? Is being in community uncomfortable at first? Sure. It might feel weird to go to a community group if you've never done it before. But are relationships worth it? Yes. Pattern your life after God. Choose to make space for the, for the relationships that he has placed in your life. Once again, the bottom line is God wants us to make space for each other. And so tonight with the few minutes that we have left, we've got time. I want you to be able to take a few moments and, and reflect. I'm gonna ask you a few questions. You don't have to answer them out loud, but I want you to take inventory of your life. And I want you to, to take a moment and, and ask yourself the question, has the gospel impacted my relationships? Have you made space for relationships in your life in an unselfish way? Or have you approached relationships based on what other people can do for you? Have you prioritized relationships of convenience? Has the gospel of Jesus Christ affected the way that you interact with people in your life? Who is pouring into you? Who are you pouring into? Who are you encouraged by? Who is better because of you? Tonight, I want you to ask God to highlight those relationships in your life that he wants you to be more intentional with. Tonight, I want you to ask God, what's the next step that I can take in making sure that I have community in my life? Let me pray and then we can take some time to reflect. We can take some time to worship. Whatever it is that you need to do in this moment, you can. God, thank you. We just want to say thank you, first of all, for relationship. Thank you for community. Thank you for how you have modeled it. Right now, God, I pray that you are doing something in the hearts and in the minds of every person here. God, as we, as we look to you for our example, God, as we follow you, as we do it because you did it, 
God, help us to be gospel-centered in every relationship that we are in. God, help us to ask the hard questions in our life. Are we in the right community? Are we taking the steps that we need to take to see the gospel lived out in the friends, in the family, the coworkers, the classmates that we're around on a daily basis? We love you, God. Give you this time. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about The Link, check out our website, thelinkatclc.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at thelinkatclc. From glory to glory.